Blog Talk Radio. Know that someone's loving you 
no matter how you say it, only matters what you do. Each day, please take the time to tell someone that I love you.
Mic check, Dr. Abbott, can you hear me now? Hello, Dr. Abbott, hello, hello. Okay, Coach Guy here, right here. All right, right you here. got it now? Now we're in the building? Oh, yeah, we're in the building. All right. Thank I you. guess I guess we were having um, some difficulty with um, the connects, so I do apologize for anyone who thought that we weren't on. Everything was looking cool on my end, but... Uh, I had to switch. I had to switch something around to make sure it's all loud and clear. So I guess I better do the intro one more time. Um, tonight we're doing the State of the Union address. This is going to be the symptometry State of the Union address. We want to know what does not just the President of the United States, not just the Mayor of Charleston, not just the Supreme Court, but we want to know what our own resident wise elder has to say, Dr. Maxwell Nardi. We're about to have some fun tonight, and, like, this is this has never been done before. We've had well over 100 shows, you know, addressing a lot of things very specific, but tonight I wanted to do something different and moving forward as we get back into the saddle with Symptometry Radio and Coach Kair, we're rebranding it, and it's going to be called Symptometry Wisdom. But I know we, I wanted to start with State of the Union address. What do you think about that, Dr. Abbott? Uh, Coach, I think that's a brilliant idea. I think it's an excellent way to get the message out about symptometry because, you know, as you, you know, we've been on Coach Kaye's show, Symptometry Night, for many years now. You know, being that uh, we've we've offered some had some great great 
great episode, a great podcast. I'm sure everybody can go and catch the download. So once again, we're here and to and to actually get a an insight into what's going on on the cellular level, and that extends you know outside each of us to people that we know, places, things that we see. So I'm, I think it's a great a great way to look at it and an excellent way to start off a um, new campaign for the best champagne there. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. I know that's right. I got to give you that. It's yeah. awesome, baby! So, I don't even, I mean, because I want to keep these, like, so in line and into the point. I want to ask everyone who is listening to the show, if you have a flyer, uh, you saw this on Facebook or you saw this on Instagram, I want you to repost it and let people know that we're on live right now and we're about to go right into the State of the Union address by Dr. Maxwell Nardin. Give them the phone number, 347-205-9089. This is something that is totally, totally about to just change the way change the way we do things around here. So let's get ready to rumble as we bring in Dr. Maxwell Norton. This is a dream come true. Dr. Norton, good evening. Thank you for joining us. How are you doing this evening? Well, fine. Uh, thank you very much for inviting me. Thank you. Absolutely. Uh, we could, we, we, uh, oh, Dr. Abbott is there. Okay, I, I just tuned in. Okay, all right. Uh, Dr. Abbott, hello, and uh, good evening to you and to the audience. Good evening to the great audience, as usual. All right. Well, Dr. Nardi, I was explaining to everyone that we've heard what President Obama had to say about what's going on in the country. We heard him sing Amazing Grace. But we want to talk about some of the things that are leading up to a lot of people that are saying, what's really going on? You know, we got so many things happening in the country today, like institutions are falling, uh, because we know that flag represents institutions. And tonight we just wanted to sit down and have a candid conversation with you and looking at it from your aperture, your scientific aperture, and as well as your spiritual aperture, and as well as your master teacher aperture, you've been around for a while, and you have some some very keen insights on what is happening through your through your lens. And we wanted to kind of pick your brain a little bit about some of the hot topics that are going on around the United States right now. So, how do you feel about that? Is that okay? Oh yes, yes, uh, yeah. Thank you very much. Yes, uh, uh, that is fine with me. All right. Um, man, I'm going to kind of, I guess I'm going to go kind of in succession. Um, there's been this big thing about race. And we had a, I guess we may have called it an identity crisis. We had a young woman in Spokane, Washington, who was the leader of, or she was the president of the NAACP. And her parents came out and said, you know what? Our daughter is really white. She's not black. And the sister, like, just went on national news and said, I identify as black. She's she's crossing the lines of of the races. 
you know, literally. Like, we, you, you haven't really had, I don't think anywhere in history, where someone of one ethnicity goes on national TV and says, I am another ethnicity. When you see that particular thing happening, Dr. Nardi, right here um, in our country, where people who are, you know, being raised as one color and now they're saying, I'm another color, what does that say to you? What do you take from that? Well, um, um, I, I still remember the name, I mean, the face of the, the woman on, 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 on by, by seeing her on TV and newspapers and on, and on the internet and things like that and all the various streams. But I forgot to to get her name. If you remember her name, that would, that will help me a lot. Her name is uh, Rachel. And her name is Rachel. Rachel. Okay. Well, thank you very much. You see, what is happening to Rachel, contrary to to um, what her parents, her natural parents believe, her biological parents know and believe is, uh, there are many people who are trapped in their wrong body. You see, they are trapped in their wrong body. And um, when it comes to race also, there are people who... Um, because of circumstances, have allowed certain genes to express themselves at a certain age. There are certain genes that express themselves every 10 years. And you will never know the kind of genes you have until the full expression has been made. And in, in, in the in, in, in Rachel cannot be the only person who was born to a Caucasian family and feels otherwise inside herself. She is not the only person. She is the only person who was bold enough to come forward. But there are many people who are still languishing behind a skin color that they don't feel comfortable with. This is why I keep saying to people, you know, this racism uh, debacle uh, should come to an end because there are many Caucasians who do not subscribe to what the racists are doing to blacks. There are many Caucasians who don't subscribe to what racist, racist Caucasians are doing to, to Hispanics, and so on and so forth. Don't lump all of them and put them in the, in, in the same basket. That is not right. During, 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 the, during slavery, there were Caucasians who were helping blacks to cross to Canada. You call that the underground what? Underground railroad. You have Caucasians who, who lost their possessions because they were helping blacks. And if after a hundred years, after fifty years, their DNA is back here, they will still remember that affiliation with the black race, even though they are in a different they have a different uh, uh, skin color. So I personally fully identified with Rachel because I know what happens at the genetic level. Thank you. Hmm. So it's, it's something more on a chemical level, you're saying, versus, versus um, pressure from, pressure from, you know, or she's, you know, she's not satisfied with, you know, living her life as a white woman? 
Yes, yes, yes. She's, I'm telling you, she's not alone. She's not alone. You know, she, you know, with all the privileges of the uh, that is that, that have been bestowed to the white race. I saw the bestowed on the white race. You know, um, she still feels that money and privileges are not enough. There is something else to human dignity that was not brought to the to the fore, and this is what she's craving. But unfortunately, her race did not allow her to reach her full potential as that uh, thing. So what happened was she felt that she had to dye her hair, she had to she had to have a wavy hair, she had to have a bronze skin, and on and on in order to be able to blend into the African American community. Well, she did it successfully for, for many years until her parents gave her up. Why do you think? Why do you think her parents were so upset? What? What? Why would they even? You know? Why would they even care? She's like in her thirties. What? Did, what difference does it make to her? Well, you see, their parents. Um, I don't. I don't really know them. I've never met them, so I cannot imagine what they are thinking. But why they did it, uh, I don't know. They betrayed their daughter, and uh, because of this. I don't think her daughter, I don't think uh, Rachel will ever forgive them. And uh, I think the rift, the rift will continue uh, into the next world, when they all leave this world. Because what, I don't think Rachel will be a very happy person. You see, she has lost her job, she has lost her credibility, she has lost people with whom she has been the, the, the closest, to she has been the, the closest. And what does you expect from her? Nothing but if it's not vitriol against their, her parents, it's going to be cold, a cold shoulder, or it's going to be total indifference towards her, her biological parents. Why their parents did it? Well, I really don't know. You have to ask the parents this question. So what are some of the, when you said that Rachel is not alone, what are some of the things that you would suggest that um, people embrace what type of habits or what is something that they can do to, you know, to feel better and have, you know, feel better about their self-worth? Well, uh, you see, you talk, you, you, you have to go back to the brain. You have to go back to the kinds of foods you eat. You have to, you have to go back to the kind of environment you are going to grow in. You see, uh, somebody like Rachel, uh, can cause symptomatry so that we so that we have a head a person to person talk frank talk and then uh, she will have to move to a different milieu you know that's the French word for for environment she has to move to a different milieu and um, uh, that, that to be more accommodating than where she is right now you know uh, she uh, I personally will not fault her for what she has done. You know, she she allowed the full expression of her genes, you know, uh, on on the biological level, and we have all of us have seen it. There are people who welcome her, you know. They, 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 I believe there they, they are men who are prepared to to have her as 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 a, as, a, as, a, as a, their wives or as a, their girlfriend, provided the magnetic spots are there. So, my best advice to her is, you know. Uh, 
and she should continue, she should persevere and continue in her quest uh, for, 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 for the greater good. It's not just for the good for her, uh, just not for, to better herself, but to give other people who are in similar situations you know, the opportunity to also express themselves. So to her, that is not the end of the world. Well, there will be some anguish, some disappointment and all that, because she, she lost that job. But I don't think it was even a high-paying job. But at least, uh, you know, it took her out of the, the limelight, and uh, this will not be very good for her, for, 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 for some, at least in the short, in the short run. Mm, thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. So now let's move on down the timeline. Right after uh, Rachel comes and, you know, has, has her situation, we have a violent act. Well, we, we, we had already, first of all, I've got to back up because I don't want to forget there was a police officer who came to a pool party and tackled a 14-year-old girl like a grown man threw her on the ground and put his knee in her back. And a lot of people says that was excessive force. What is going on with the law enforcement? You know, like over the last couple of years, we've seen law enforcement, you know, actually kill people. Like down in South Carolina, we had we had uh, a uh, police officer who's, who's, who's been indicted on murder charges uh, for shooting a man in the back. In Baltimore, they have six police officers who were indicted for a wrongful death of a brother of a man that was already under arrest and when he came in he had you know a severed spine or, or his neck was broken or something like that what is going on with the law enforcement like there's some type of you know they're exercising some license to be ultra violent to the point of death to the citizens that they're supposed to be protecting well, you see here you have you have predators, you know you have a culture, you have a culture of predators masquerading as law enforcement officers. You see, wow. you have a you have a few a few law enforcement officers who are good, who are very honest, and uh, who who are doing their job very 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 well, you know, in a very praiseworthy manner. But you have just a few bad apples out there who are predators, who are who are sadists, complete sadists in in police uniform. And all these people, what 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 do what do they lack? What don't they have? They don't have the proper neurochemicals. They don't have the proper brain essentials. And they are using this. They are using their position to uh, to intimidate and uh, and and instill fear in people who cannot afford a lawyer, you know? These are people, how many people have they brutalized? How many people did they brutalize before they were caught on, on video, on, or, 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 uh, on video? How many people did they brutalize? Hundreds upon hundreds. So it is that entrenched culture of police violence against, against the poor, against the voiceless, that had gone on for so long, and now it is catching up with them. So I personally, I am of um, the belief that um, it is a wave. 
and we have reached the peak of the wave, and everything that had been hiding inside the wave will now come to the limelight and let those in authority who have to do what has to be done do what should be done so that at least we move forward towards perfection. Look at how far we have come. Look at how far we have come as human beings, not even as Americans. No, as human beings, we were savage, brutal, complete beasts in human senses, human, human skin, human DNA. And now here we are. The year, the year is 2015. We still have ways to go, but at least the distance we have covered so far is not too bad. We we still have a we still have a ways to go, um, and that's why I am so happy that symptometry is here. When you look at the brutality issue, when you look at the uh, racial profiling, when you look at the violence that even is now happening with citizens. You know, the young man came into the church in Charleston and, you know, for no apparent reason, killed nine innocent people, um, and which has sent shockwaves through the town, the state, and the country. What, what, what's that force? Like, is that some type of, a lot of people have said, that, you know, he was evil. You know, some people say, well, he said he wanted to come in and do a race war, but for somebody to come into a church and stay there for a whole hour, wouldn't it, couldn't you consider that as evil? What is evil? What's the definition of evil, the real definition? Well, evil and all that was, <laughs> well, I, I, saw, I, saw, I, I, I saw the play and the replay of, uh, of that tape or the, that, that video, that, that footage on, on, on television, and... Um, all that came to my mind was uh, here is somebody who was not that kind of a person two years earlier. He was a nice gentleman. He had a lot of respect for blacks. He played with blacks. You know, what happened in two years? What happened in two years? You have to go back you have to go back to brain nourishment. If you abandon the brain, you don't nourish the brain, and you allow the person to be exposed to an environment that is filled with vitriol, that is filled with hatred, you are going to make you are going to transform this person into what you want them to become. You want them to be filled with hatred. You give them pseudoscience, pseudo-statistics. You give them everything that justifies why black people should be killed. Not white people should be killed. Not white, not, not white uh, criminals who dismember women, not white criminals who behead women and men, 
that you focus on blacks because these were the teachings to which you were exposed. As far as criminal behavior is concerned, it is in every race. Whether you are an African, you are from Papua New Guinea, you are Filipino, Filipina, it is everywhere. Everything goes back to the brain, cell nourishment of the brain, the kinds of foods you eat, and you don't eat. What was this person eating for these two years that he had undergone this transformation? What was he eating? Go back to his diet. And the people who, are, who, 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 who gave him, who made available to him these teachings, what are they be eating? Examine their diet. Thank you. This, so clearly, let's just, I'm just going to just, you know, put it in a, put it in a, a package for those who may be new to our show. You're saying, or, or, or you have evidence, scientific evidence, that a person's mental health can be directly affected by the type of food that they are ingesting? That is correct. That is correct. Because, you see, uh, the kind of foods, you see, I mean, the kind of foods you are eating and the kinds of foods you are not eating will shape your personality. The personality is in the cerebral cortex, and it depends on the kind of foods you are eating. If you don't eat, if you don't eat uh, scientifically, well, the cells in your cerebral cortex will bring to fall, will allow the genes of a distorted personality to manifest itself. That's it. So we are what we eat. And we are not also what we don't eat. <laughs> what what are some of the at least give me two or three uh foods or things that we put in our mouth that disrupt our mental neurons and and and, and slow down that process so we don't operate at an optimal level. What are some things that you would immediately take off someone's uh, menu if they came to you when there were some mental, mental health issues? Well, I've treated many people who have mental health. I've succeeded in, in some. I've failed in others. Where I failed is the parents that were not cooperating. You know, and where I succeeded, the parents were on board. The kinds of foods that I recommend are based on science, nothing else. The king, the king of all amino acids is phenylalanine. P-H-E-N-Y-L-A-L-A N as in Nancy, I N as in Nancy E. Phenylalanine. That is the king of all amino acids. Here is why. The liver makes tyrosine for phenylalanine. And it is tyrosine that supplies the raw material with which the cells make acetylcholine, serotonin, testosterone, epinephrine, and noepinephrine. What is acetylcholine used for? 
Acetylcholine is used for alertness, memory, intelligence, and learning. All these people who have been killing others left and right, do they have acetylcholine? Do they know that they have to eat the foods that are high in phenylalanine and they must have a healthy liver in order to convert phenylalanine to tyrosine? Are they aware of it? And when they are sick, when they have mental uh, illness, where do they go? They go to psychiatrists. Psychiatrists who do not know anything about phenylalanine and how the liver converts phenylalanine to tyrosine. Then they give them drugs, lithium, this and that, this and What is this? Well, let me tell you what is happening throughout, throughout the whole world now. The state of the union is the world is a mess. And it is blowing up in our faces. That is the state of the union. It's a complete mess. And all the pseudosciences, the symptom treatments, and the diets, the fake diets, are now producing results that are blowing, that have blown up in our faces. What about phenylalanine? Who knows how the liver converts phenylalanine to tyrosine? No one. Go out all these nutritionists over there. Physicians, don't even mention them. All you know is prescribed pharmaceutical drugs. Instead of nourishing the person's brain cells, instead of nourishing the person's brain cells with phenylalanine, what are you doing? Okay. Well, since we are talking symptomatically, let me tell you. There are four main foods. They are, okay, these are the foods that are phenylalanine. Lamb, bison, goat, moose, and caribou. Okay. All of them have 90% of phenylalanine. 90. Lamb has 90. I just ate lamb. I just had lamb for lunch today. Lamb has 90% of phenylalanine. Fish has 2%. Poultry has 4%. Dairies, has, dairies have 1%. Oats and wheat germ have 1% of phenylalanine. Now tell me, the, the vegetarians, the vegans, the uh, eat for your blood type, and all that, all these people who are out there, do they know this? Do they know these percentages? Now they say they are vegetarians. Okay, vegetarians, what are you, what are you eating? We are eating kale. There's the scale have phenylalanine? You are eating salad. Oh, I eat healthy. The, the, the lettuce have phenylalanine. I am telling you that the state of the union is a mess. Period. We have made it to ourselves. We talk about ISIS. ISIS, ISIS, ISIS. ISIS is right here. 
is just taking time. Because we have people of all races who are here who have a malnourished brain. And they will take a cue from people who are mentally deranged and make life unbearable and unsafe for all of us. That's why I don't like going to the bank. I don't like going to the post office. Sometimes if I go there, I just have to make sure that the line is not too long. Because I don't know who is coming to his various uh, uh, postal club, uh, grudge, and they will come and blow up many people are over there. Look at how unsafe the world is. I agree with the Pope 100%. He is a Catholic. I am not. I'm a protester. I'm a Presbyterian. He's a Catholic. But I agree with him 100%. The state of, of homosexuality and all this, I agree with the Pope 100%. The Pope is more well read than all these pastors and bishops out there who don't know anything about homosexuality. You want to know something about homosexuality? You yeah. go to the chromosomes. You go to the chromosomes. You can study all books on genetics and all that. If you don't study the chromosomes and the specific books on the chromosomes, you know nothing about genetics. Get out. Nothing. Thank you. What, what did the... What, can you... Because I didn't... I haven't caught that theme, but I want to know, what did the Pope say... You know specifically that you agree on. Did the Pope say that it's it, it's in the chromosomes? What did the Pope say about homosexuality? No, 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 no. The Pope said, the Pope said you should accept homosexuality, homosexuality, because we are all children of God. What else does he know that? Mankind does not know about homosexuality. That led him to make this statement. He is advocating tolerance, love for everyone, whether we agree with them or not, whether we have the same sexual orientation or not. That is the message of the Pope. That is why I said I agree with him 100%. Do you think he may have any political agenda because the Catholic Church over the years, especially recently, has had a lot of lawsuits come against them for pedophilia. Well, he is the one who is sanitizing, he is the one who is sanitizing Rome now. He is the one, sorry, not Rome, the Vatican. He is the one who is sanitizing the Vatican now. All this is started before he became Pope. All this is started before it became Pope. What he is doing now is he is putting most of these cardinals on the run, most of these bishops on the run now. He's on their tail. And that's why I that's what that's why I applaud him for what he's doing. He knows more about the chromosomes. Than everyone else. <laughs> now, I I want to I want to play small devil's advocates because there are 
some people in the in the in the African American community that say that and maybe in the European community and the Caucasian community as well that say uh homosexuality is a mental illness and that it will cause someone's children like they don't want to send their children to school with uh homosexuals because it will influence and may turn their ch- and may turn their children into homosexuals because they believe that homosexuality is an abomination. What do you tell <laughs> that citizen? Well, homosexuality is an abomination. Where in the Bible is it written that homosexuality is an abomination? Where in the Bible? They have extrapolated and then they've concluded that it's an abomination. Where? Do they know better than the Pope? Have they studied the Bible better than the Pope? Have they studied the Bible better than the Pope? I was I followed all these trends in Uganda where it was a crime to become a homosexual and all that. I've been I've been following this. And it is sad to see how ignorant intellectuals have become. They are good only at their field of work, as engineers, as scientists and all that. But when it comes to general knowledge, they they have they, they are nobodies, a bunch of nobodies. Homosexuality, you have to understand homosexuality. It is cytotoxic chemicals in beer, in sweet corn, in wine, in insecticides, and in pesticides, and so on and so forth, that will sink deep into the sex chromosomes to cause a chromosomal slip, deviation, or abnormality. It is this chromosomal slip or deviation that causes a latent sexual orientation in a baby. Therefore, before you are born, it is the cytochemicals, the, the chemicals that are very toxic to the cells, they are called cytotoxic chemicals, that will predispose the child to a certain behavior. You have to know how the telomeres, you have to know how the telomeres work. In the chromosomes is the telomere. What is the telomere? T E L O M as in Mary, E R as in Robert E. Telomere. What is it? It is a structure, a protein structure in the XX chromosome or in the XY chromosome within the sex cell. It goes in a straight line. This is where you hear the word straight or he's straight. Straight, straight. The telomere goes in a straight line. So that the features of the cell adjust properly as they produce the appropriate male or female characteristics, traits, mannerisms, on and on and on. That is the telomere. So, if it does not continue straight, 
it may curve to the left or may curve to the right. Is this abnormal? No. It is not abnormal because it is still within the same sphere of the chromosome. That's why homosexuality is not an abnormality. That's why it is not an abnormality. So where did they get the word abomination from? A big word, abomination. Where did they get it from? Did they study, did they study, did they study genetics? Did they study the chromosomes? Did they study the telomeres? This is why it is, what they are doing is called pseudoscience. False signs, signs that appears to be signs when it is taken to the to, to its when taken to its root is nothing but a veneer, a, a, a charade, a facade. Thank you. Wow. So <laughs> I'm just gonna just jump just immediately into it. These uh wow, these uh, so the people who are saying it's an abomination are just skipping over the scientific fact that there's been a predisposition in the chromosome by the intake of the things in their mouths, including wine, beer, and X, Y, Z. And so that's right. That's right. That, 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 okay, that, you know that's why. That's why in the Muslim world they are homosexuals. In the in the in the in the Christian world they are homosexual. In the Jewish world they are homosexual. They are homosexuals everywhere. And is is this the first time? No, it's not the first time. When even uh, 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 when when even um, when I was listening to 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 to, to, to the report after the, the 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 Supreme Court's decision, you know, mention was made of of Socrates. Mention was made of Socrates that 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 he was homosexual. You know, I mean, five thousand years ago, ten thousand years ago, they were homosexual all over. Is it is it something new? You have to understand what is happening at the chromosomal level. You have to have a better understanding of the situation. And let me tell you one thing. Let me tell you one more thing. I prefer I prefer homosexuals to many heterosexuals. Here is why. Here is why. A homosexual will never be visited by violence. Homosexuals are seldom violent. Seldom. Because of the law of compensation. Because of this minor twist to the left or minor veering to the right, they have been given a lot of, they have, they have been given a strong limbic system where they, where, where they love more than they hate. Homosexuals love more than they hate. They are very forgiving people. So why do you persecute them? Who are the people beheading others? Who are the people beheading? Are they not the Muslims? Are they not the Christians? 
Are they not? Are they not the people who are, who are straight? If you like, let's get the statistics. Let's get the statistics all over, all over the, all over the United States. Let's get the number of homosexuals who are criminals, and then let's compare it on charges with the number of heterosexuals who are criminals. And we we'll know who the winner will be, hands down. Lesbians and homosexuals will be the winners. Thank you. Man, you you made you made such a point. One thing that it just seems there's a lot of people talking about their oh my ancestors, my ancestors, and then it seems that they. That uh, I mean, just in that passing of the law, that the United States is now about to become such a terrible place because now they can have same-sex marriages. So the country is going to just fall apart. But what you just uh, said is, go ahead. The country will not fall apart. They will fall. Those those who are weak are those who die early and will fall apart. Let them go. The country will be there. The country will still be where it is. And to get better and stronger and more renewed. And let all the troublemakers go. <laughs> what what is the what is the what is the deficiency? That's causing all this fear or anger towards homosexuals in the United States. Like the population or the people who are quote unquote coming out of the closet is growing each and every year. What, well, it's growing, it's growing each and every year, and uh, you know you've seen nothing. You've seen nothing, nothing yet. The the United States has a population of 320 million inhabitants. And now you may say that okay, all right, uh, homosexuals are only two percent or three percent. It's it's more than that. It's more than that. All these sweet corn eaters, all these sweet corn eaters, those beer drinkers and all that, let, let them impregnate a woman. Let them impregnate a woman, and we increase the chances of giving birth to a homosexual child. They know nothing about the chromosomes. Oh, let, 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 we are going to the ballpark. Let's drink beer. We are going to the ballpark. Oh, it's entertainment. Do you know what is in beer? Do you know what is in sweet corn? Huh. We 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 like the we like how it tastes. You know it. it you see, now you understand why the world is now ripe, is now ready for symptomatic, for scientific living and eating. You, decontro- you deconstruct sweet corn. You see, potassium cyanide. You see, hydrocyanic acid. You see, cyanide in sweet corn. And you are eating it. And you are enjoying it. What are you enjoying? Poison. Mm. Something that is going straight. To your sex self. Huh? 
When you have intercourse and you have orgasm, if you are a man, if you have intercourse and you have orgasm, you know what you are releasing out there? Millions of these, uh, these sex cells. Millions of them. And what, what are they carrying? What are they carrying? They... I don't know, government, you got me on what on, on what they're carrying. Dr. Abbott, help me out. Well, Coach, you know, obviously, you know, people are eating corn, popcorn, all types of corn. I mean, corn by products and everything. I mean, they even put corn in the, in the gasoline now. So I'm sure we're getting some type of, from uh, microfumes, uh, things in the air that, they, that are being bombarded upon humanity. But ultimately, you know, and I just started thinking about, you know, people say, oh, well, we're eating healthy. But what is actually healthy eating? What is healthy living? And, you know, the vegetarians, the vegans. And I find that oftentimes people mistake wisdom from being smart. You know, they have to go together. And many of the ones that I, I run across now especially the ones who have an adversarial attitude or or don't really want to comply with uh, with the rules of symptometry as they're they're younger and they go, Oh well, you know, I wanna be a vegetarian, I wanna be a vegan but not really knowing any science behind it, but because they're young, they figure, Oh, well, I feel good, I'm trim and all of that but not really understanding the the gene telomere and things like that. So, uh, again, this has been a, a dynamite show thus far, and um, look forward to more. Um, that the piece you just brought up about, and and either one of you can chime in on this um, before we get ready to go. Is um, I do want to open up the lines in case someone else has a question for Dr. Nardi. Uh, three four seven two zero five nine zero eight nine. If you do have a comment, question, or feedback on anything that you heard tonight on our State of the Union, please press one. If you have a question, now you now's your opportunity to ask the master teacher himself, ask the microbiologist, ask the scientist, and not for his opinion, but for the actual facts. Right? Um, a lot of people I hear they say. I know my body. Now, I hear this all the time, Dr. Ed and Dr. Nardi. I know my body, and I know what works for me. And then I say, well, that's symptom relocation because now it's, it, it's moved somewhere else or there's, their, their success isn't, isn't tied to the healing. Isn't curing tied to success, Dr. Nardi or Dr. Abbott? I would like Dr. Abbott have this one. Could you repeat that once again, Coach? Doesn't isn't isn't success tied into curing? Like if you have a disease or you need to be cured, that means what you've been doing has been unsuccessful. And you know, even when you look at the five elements, and you know, all the organs in the body are working simultaneously as a team. So if you're not having success in your life, and it could be due to, you know, certain systems that you're having in place, 
And I'm talking about financially or creatively True. or in a relationship. But when you are having, um, not having the success, but when you are having a physical ailment, your back is hurting, your shoulder's going out, I got a crick in my neck, I got gout in my eye or in my leg or anything like that, isn't that going to also affect your success, like, um, in your everyday life? And when you cure that, cure it. I mean, not push it away and move it over as a relocation. Aren't you going to start to have more success in your life? So isn't curing tied into um, into more success? Yeah, Coach, you, I mean, that is an accurate statement because when a person feels good, then they have a chance to have more clarity in their life, and they, they're able to uh, move forward faster. And and the rate in which they move, they it they don't they won't run into as many obstacles. But I know from personal experience of of having uh, aches and pains and things that happen at certain stages and at certain points in my life, and you know it puts your it puts your momentum on on the shelf. You know, so it causes a slowdown. And then that ultimately will affect the way that someone interacts with other people because we do live in a social world and we depend upon each other to get things done, whether or not if if it's, you know, transportation or, you know, required to bring food to the market. So people need to be healthy. But when someone is saying, oh, I know my body and, and and then in turn, if they are are not making the right decision, then therefore there are, there are certain brain essentials, uh, neurochemicals that are not being produced, or there may be some that are that are that are not being produced completely, that will leave an individual in a stance of um, indecision, uh, and then they can end up making a lot of wrong choices, and so therefore we need to look at the complete picture and and work together because you know we're we're learning and as and as we go we have to understand and and, and accept what works and what doesn't work and if it doesn't work regardless if it's been in our family or been in a, a part of a our nation for so many years it's time to let it go because it doesn't serve us and ultimately beer is one of the major sellers in the world. I mean, it's you know people drink it all over the world. But just think, and um, when you look at what we have today, I mean, the the rate of homosexuality. Now, I, I looked at it from from you know from from a perspective, from a detached perspective. But I do see so much more of it, you know, being exhibited today. And so, where, where is that coming from? I mean, we watch more sports and athletics. We have more of those those uh, opportunities to con- to to consume those beverages. And who's at those events? Men, predominantly men. So it's going to affect the production and the quality of the sperm. Hmm. So I, yeah. <laughs> Man. Nothing like an ice cold beer, right? <laughs> Man, nothing like a nice frosty mug. What's wrong with Heineken? Yeah. Like me a nice. Yeah. Can I can I have a nice lager? You know, uh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, and and they spend a lot of money in their advertising budget 
to sell their products. And I know Dr. Nardi, you know, people still sending their children to school. Like those executives who are selling beer are still using some of those sales and their salary to send their children to school. But at some point or another, Dr. Nardi, don't the chickens come home to roost? Exactly. Exactly. As, uh, there was one point that I did not touch on. Those are people who say, oh, I'm not sending my children to school. I'm going to homeschool them. You are going to homeschool your children. You yourself, what do you know? You yourself, you are going to homeschool who? Your children? What do you know about mathematics? What do you, what do you, what do you know about geometry? What about physics? Well, what do you know? You are going to homeschool your children. Oh, there are books. There are books that are there. I can buy. You can buy the books. And some, some of these books are written by authors that require you to attend a certain school so that, it is, so that the, the formula is explained to you. And then you say you are going to read these books and then just parrot what was said there to your child. And you call that home, home teaching. Teach your children at home. You will realize that when you go out, your children will like to socialize. And then when they are 12 years old, 15 years old, 14 years old, they will know how to lie in order to get, get away from you and go and socialize. And then when they, become, then when they, when they, when they develop their sexual orientation, you will be at a, at, at a loss when it comes to an explanation as to what happened. This is how it is. It is not you homeschooling your children that is going to take away their sexual orientation. It was there before the child was born. Don't get it backwards. The sexual orientation was already there in the cerebral cortex before the child was born. Wow. Then you are going to homeschool the children. Well... And let me pick, let me continue from where Doctor uh, Doctor Abbott left off when he said uh, he, he, yeah, so, uh, you know, uh, when he, uh, you you say uh, you meet uh, some people who say I know my body. What do you know your body about? What, what what exactly do you know about your body? They say what makes me feel good. What do you good? know about your body? They, they say feel good. That no, 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 they say they know how they feel they, and they listening to their body. Can you just talk? I want you to talk about if there's a problem with the neurotransmitters. Can you get the wrong message from your body if your neurotransmitters aren't operating correctly? If well, the problem is this, we have neurotransmitters, and then we have signals from the absence of neurotransmitters. Mm. A person who says, "I know my body," is getting the information from the absence of neurotransmitters. That person has no neurotransmitters. So as soon as a person tells me that I know my body, I just walk away. I don't open my mouth. <laughs> wow. 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 That's that's a that's a serious that's a serious topic there. I got some callers on the line tonight. Uh please if you want to call in, just press one, uh three four seven two zero five nine zero eight nine nine five one. I see you. 
and 313. I see you. I think we might have lost one other caller. So if you do want to get in uh, with Dr. Nardi on these last couple minutes, uh, Dr. Abbott and Coach Kyrie, please press 1 right now. Caller from the 951-536. Your microphone is wide open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Hey, what's up? This is uh, Alexander. I'm calling from Orlando, Florida. How are you guys doing? All well, well, How are you doing this evening? Hello, Alexander? Hello? Hey, what's up? I'm I'm here. Sorry about that. Yeah, did you have a comment or a question? Yeah, question. Um, being a 28-year-old male who is, uh, you know, straight, um, all my life I've been fed of marketing through television, TV. Um, since my awakening, I've actually called it TM. It's Trick the Masses. And um, advertising to all of us has always been uh, when you're sad, drink beer. When you're happy and celebrate, drink beer. Uh, McDonald's and and all the fast food, unhealthy eating has been fed to me physically and, and, you know, marketed to me. And, you know, I'm starting to realize that my diet and everything that I intake is so unhealthy. And I'm I'm really wondering on, on what I can do to change uh, and just eliminate all of that to start living a healthier and, and gain more success financially, spiritually, emotionally, physically, um, as far as everything that I've ever known, you know, through what everyone that's brought me up has, has shown me or, or put me in front of a TV, you know. Um, a lot of us grow up on TV nowadays um, that were born in the 80s. That's just how it is. Um, but I can definitely feel inside of me that because of that I'm not where I should be um, and that's just you know one question a couple comments that I have that I formulated since I started listening Dr. Uh, Dr. Nardi would you like to respond to that yeah but uh, okay 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 because I had something 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 went went wrong, so I thought I was I, I lost you. Okay. Well, uh, the gentleman is right. He's he's only 28 years old. He has uh, he has uh, several years ahead of him. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Good. He has several years ahead of him. So I think the best thing for him to do is to clean his genes, to clean his chromosomes, clean his cells, and the best way to do it. I'm not saying this because we are symptometry. I'm saying this because the world has failed mankind until this point. The whole world has failed mankind. And if you want to continue in that direction, you'll be lost forever. So redeem yourself. Stop right there, turn around, and start heading in the right direction. Pardon? I most definitely will not be continuing um, to follow the masses of what the general population has been shown and fed and led into a certain direction in many different avenues. Um, and I really like the part where you said ISIS, and a lot of people want to point the finger and label it. And when you said ISIS is here, that, that couldn't be more true. You know, we fabricate and we made ISIS. We are ISIS. So it's, it's kind of, you know, it's, it's tricking the masses in. I just can't be a part of that for, for any longer. I, I, I cannot uh, revert back to a drowsy, sleepy state without, you know, 
really changed. Uh, uh, well, yes, uh, thank you. What is, what is your first name, please? Uh, Alexander. Alexander, Alex, Alex, Alexander. You see, you see, I, I agree with you 100. percent You see, what what did I say? If you were listening, I told you that even when I go to the post office and I say that the line is too long, uh-uh, I just I just go to a different post office or I, I go the next day. You know, uh, going to the bank not for me anymore. You know, I do everything online. Just because you never know the kind of people who are out there. And you never know who is going to surprise all of you there. You know, so what is happening now is, what is happening now is, we need a complete sanitization of the whole world. And though we, in symptomatry, we have started it, we are doing it one family at a time, one block at a time. So if you would like, join us so that we continue from here. Because there is nothing out there, no pharmaceutical drugs, no herbs, no massage will be able to help you. All these things will have to take place at the cellular level. And you have to change your diet, and we show you scientific eating. I just gave you the kind of foods you have to be eating. The foods that are high in phenylalanine. You start from there. Because you have to make choices, and you make these choices in the hippocampus, in your brain. And if your brain, do not ha- if your brain does not have the right raw materials in the form of phenylalanine and tyrosine, you will not be able to make the right judgment. Life is about making choices. Mm. They have every right to market their beer. They have every right to market wine and everything. They have every right. And we also have every right to tell the truth as it is and differentiate science from pseudoscience. So I will advise you to listen to symptometry. Yes? Go ahead. Go ahead. Were you saying something? I was listening. I'm still listening. Go ahead. I, I'm, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. Okay. So all, all, you have, all you have to do is, you know, what we are doing is we are separating science from pseudoscience. We are separating fiction from facts. And then you will have to sit in the comfort of your home to make your decision. Don't blame those people who are out there making, advertising beer and all that. They have to pay. They have to. They have to pay their taxes. They have to make a profit, and that is how it is. We also in symptometry, we have the legal right to do what we are doing, and we are making this available to you through the Coach Career Show. So make the best of this opportunity and be a be the best father you can be, be the best husband you can be, and be the best citizen you can be. Thank you. Thank you, Coach. Appreciate it, man. You guys are awesome. It's awesome, baby! Thanks for calling in tonight, Alexander. I really appreciate it. Uh, next caller is from the 313551. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? My name is Donna. Hello? And where, and where are you calling hey, from? Donna. I'm from Detroit, Michigan. And do you have a comment or question tonight? Uh, 
I don't know. I, I, I'm going through some uh, uh, physical pain. And my daughter gave me the phone, Ebony, Ebony Williams. She gave me the phone and told me to listen to you all. And I got here kind of late, but are we talking about good health? Kind of turn things around by eating healthy? Well, maybe next time Ebony has to, like, give you a little more pre a little more preview. We're talking about the State of the Union in America right now and how changing the foods that you eat can change your present situation of a lot of the chaotic things that are going on, including personal pains. Okay. Because what's happening now is um, I've been to the hospital three times this week, that last week and this week, Tuesday. And... um. But they keep—they're telling me one thing. They're sending me home with an antibiotic, but they're telling me <laughs> I have. You know, they don't know what they're doing, and I, I still come home in the same pain that I went there with. So uh, and now, now I don't even want to eat. I don't want nothing to eat. I just drink and sure. Well, I. I uh, done. It, it is. It is sad what is happening. But at least you now you you, you have to thank your daughter for giving you this phone number. Uh, you can call Doctor Abbott. Doctor Abbott, you can give you his telephone number and call him so that uh, so that he treats you because you have to address the root of your pain. You have to address the root of your pain. Your nerves. You know your your joints. The the, the plaque in your joints. The gout in your joints. All of them will have to be removed. These yeah. doctors and the these doctors and the antibiotics they will never never do it for you. So you have to come to a symptometrist who is a doctor of root cause therapeutics to address the root of your problems so that you are a very healthy and happy person. As as I'm listening to you right now, you don't sound happy at all. You don't sound happy. Okay. I'm, I'm not at all. I know, I know, I know. You are dragging your voice and all that. You are not happy. Give Dr. Abbott a, a call, you know, and let him take care of you. Uh, let him take care of you. And thank your daughter for giving you this telephone number, okay? I will. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Okay. It's awesome, okay. baby! It's a- you know, and because these are not isolated cases, this is something that's happening, right? I mean, you could probably go down two or three doors down from your house where you're living, and you'll find, you know, similar people going through going through a similar situation because they're, they're uninformed or have not been exposed to root cause therapeutics, and so many people are going to the physicians, going to the hospitals, and just being further and further. Uh, more and more blockages are being created. You know, in in spite of going to going to the to the physician to for some relief, but they don't get it. We should call and many them people. In, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I understand that many people end up, you know, into stuck in these pain clinics, and you know, in a revolving door, and they never never get any relief out of that. You know, it's just uh, one thing after the other. Well, one of the things that I wanted to say is 
Call them what they are. Like, don't call them doctors. Call them pseudoscientists. That's what Dr. Nardi just said. They're pseudoscientists. They're not really sure. They're not curing. What you say, Dr. Nardi? You said curing is our territory. And our territory that's alone. Correct. Mm-hmm. That's correct. That is undisputed territory. That is ours. That, that belongs to symptometry. If you, say, if, you, if you want to identify yourself with it, cure disease, cure asthma, cure this, cure that, cure it first. Then, then, you can, then, then we, can, we, can, we can give you the opportunity to share a tiny spot of the stage with us. This is a dream come true. Caller from the 336-580. Your microphone is wide open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Yes, my name is Miara, and I'm calling from Greensboro, North Carolina. Do you want a mustache? Thank you for calling tonight. I'm sorry? I said thank you for calling in tonight. Do you have a comment, question, or feedback? Okay, yeah, I'm sorry. You cut out for a second. First of all, I just want to say that I love the way Dr. Nardi just um, just uh, stated his, his piece there. He he ended that um, statement beautifully. It, yeah, it, it made me feel good. <laughs> but um, I have a couple of questions, actually. One is, you were saying to eat foods high in, and you said what it was, but I couldn't quite catch it. You said 90% of lamb and have this 2% of fish, um, something of that nature. But I didn't exactly catch what you were saying to oh, eat okay. foods that high Let in. me give you no. Yeah, the, I said um, you have to eat the foods that are high in phenylalanine. Then I spelled phenylalanine. I said T as in Peter, H mm-hmm. as in Harry, E as in Edward, N as in Nancy, Y as in Yellow, L as in Larry, a as in Apple, L as in Larry, A as in Apple, N as in Nancy, I as in Ick, N as in Nancy, E as in Edward, Phenyl Alanine. And then I Thank gave you. the percentages. I give the percentages. I said lamb has 90% of phenylalanine. Bison has 90% of phenylalanine. Goat has mm-hmm. 90% of phenylalanine. Moose has 90% of phenylalanine. And caribou has 90% of phenylalanine. So it depends on where you live. You know, where I live like <laughs> this in, in the Chicago area, we only have lamb. So... Can you hear me? Okay. Yes, I can hear you. Okay. So I believe no. in, in North Carolina too. Maybe you may have lamb and bison. So these are these are the things that you have to be eating. Instead of saying you are a vegetarian, you are a vegan, you are this. Know the amount of phenylalanine in what you are eating. This is what scientific eating means. Okay. Thank you. Um, actually, I'm very well pleased with that. We actually have. Bison, goat, and lamb in this area, what? and and we eat a, my my son and I we we eat a lot more um, we eat lamb and we eat goat and my my son like he chooses it he prefers lamb and goat to beef so I'm very my well pleased God to hear you are you are in the best in corner of the world <laughs> um, yeah and and like you know a lot of people um, you know do uh, push the vegan and vegetarian real hard and I've, I've said that that's something that I've wanted to do I've done vegetarian but with the vegan not so much um, I kind of like them I like 
I, I like the moderation of some meat in our diet. We we eat meat and veg, but I needed the meat, and I try to eat lamb as a healthier meat. But I didn't know that it had that. So that yeah, that that um that encourages me because I don't actually want to be a vegetarian. I would like to continue to eat my lamb. No 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 um, no no no. And even even the Indians, even the Indians who do very very well, are the Indians who eat goat meat. These are the Indians okay. who eat goat meat. And don't forget that Indians is a nation of mostly vegeta- I mean vegetarians, you know, natural born vegetarians. But those mm-hmm. who do very, very well eat goat meat. Thank you. Yeah, well. um, another thing that you were talking about in regards to um, how we see a higher frequency of, you know, people coming out, you know, that are homosexual in the time that mm-hmm. we're in right now. Mm-hmm. we got a lot going on with that. Um, and you were talking about, like, the, the foods, and that's something that, you know, I'd also question, not just in regards to, like, the, the growing weight or or the more known, the, the, the more awareness of homosexuality, but the way that our children, um, the way that our children uh, are reaching puberty at earlier ages, and, I mean, mm-hmm. much earlier mm-hmm. ages, and mm-hmm. um, how, you know, if that if that's also you know, how that's also affected by it. So I don't really feel like the food is, like, the food, I see the food effect in the homosexual, like, you know, sexuality in that aspect, but also in regards to, you know, our, our children are just different. Um, there's, there's, there seems to be um, a lot of change going on with that, and I can see how that comes naturally, but also um, I feel like it's pushed through through the through media, through um, how media shapes public discourse, that this is what we see on every television show, that this is what we see in our newscast, like, constantly. So whereas I think there's, there's a rising rate, um, you know, I'm just saying, do you, do you feel that it's possibly two-sided, that it, it's the diet, but it's also it's also the way that the media is pushing it, that some people are naturally well, this way, but others persuaded this way? Well, I, I understand. What, 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 I'm, what all I'm saying is this. You see, you will not be with your children everywhere as they reach uh, puberty. You will not be with them everywhere. So what you do is focus on one thing. Focus on the diet. And believe me, you know, I have four adult children, and I raise them in different, different areas of this world because I was a translator. I was always traveling, you know. So you don't know where you are going to. It's just like a diplom. It's just like a diplomat's, uh, diplomat's children, you know. Today you are in Italy. Tomorrow, uh, three years from now you are in Germany, and so on and so forth, you know. And all my children turn out to be good. Why? Because not good per se, but they have the kind of orientation that will allow them to have children. They have the kind of orientation that will not. That that would not be any I'm problem at all. Know. You see, so all I'm all I'm saying is, if we have the environment with the TV how, how blasting all these TV commercials, I think you have you have some noise in the background. It's my son. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> and then you you have all these uh, commercials. You believe me, your children will not be affected by any of them. You know, you are, there are people. Who have um, a, a daughter who is a lesbian, and then and then and then the son who is straight, and others who have four children, only one is a lesbian or only one is a homosexual. What 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 happened to the other three? They were all exposed to the same media. 
they were they were they were they were all exposed to the same images, but their sexual orientation never changed. So I will advise you to focus on things that will not uh, 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 make the environment ideal to make to turn such a person into the kind of person you don't want him or her to be. You, 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 I don't know whether I made myself clear. Yeah, you did. I mean, I just, I, I want him to be him. It's not really, uh, it's just, um, I was just curious in regards to, like, what I see in the current, like, in the current generation, like, you know, when I'm, you know, the, the teenagers of today more so. Um, the other, um, but I see what you're saying. Yeah, they, they, it, I, I don't know how to word this. It's no, not, if, if, um, if, 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 if you are not, born if, it's, it's not that I'm saying that I don't think that, you know, homosexuality doesn't occur naturally and that it can occur, like, you know, in a home, one is, two, three aren't, you know, like, I do see that. I just think, I was just expressing that I think there is some, um, some persuasion, more, more experimentation with our youth in that direction now, and I think it's, that 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 you know actually wind up continuing to stay with um, all right here you know, here we are talk- here we are talking about the influence of the environment here we are talking about the influence in the, of the environment this does not only apply to homosexuality this also applies to smoking this also applies to smoking you can you can be and the food even, we eat. <laughs> but uh, there you go you see you see we and all that it applies it applies also to this but. You you have situations where you have situations where people in your class will be smoking weed and you will never be attracted to smoking weed. True or false? Sure. The same thing also applies to drinking wine. You know, you go to these parties and these uh, um, uh, sororities and this and that, you will never be attracted. That's a, that's how it is. That's why I said, be on solid ground. That is your only salvation on this planet. Be on solid ground and then control your own destiny. That is my point. Focus on your diet, focus on yourself, and everything else will evolve. There you go. All right? So you summarize it superbly. That's it. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. Thank you very much for calling in. I appreciate you. Thank you. All right, our last caller tonight, uh, caller from the 951-374. Your microphone is wide open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Hey, good evening, Coach. This is Big Bang. Good evening, Dr. Nori. Good evening, uh, Dr. Abbott. Oh, hello. Good evening, sir. Hello, good evening. Uh, I didn't get a chance to hear the whole show, but I know I tried to get as much as I can. Uh, I know the topic matter was uh, concerning the current state of affairs of America and how the... Nutrition and the chromosomal level has an effect on the societal level and how we perceive things. Um, I guess I might have a two-part question. Dr. Nordy um, illustrated that sexual orientation has been uh, blueprinted in the individual from from the beginning, and then the aspect of the environment <clears throat> plays an important role. Um, and then I think the comment was also made with there's good it's it's been here but it's been like on a, a latent level um uh genetically per se. Latent, latent. Um, it is latent, that's correct, yes. 
it's it's on latent uh, genetically, and then now it's becoming more um, prevalent in our society because the outward expression of whatever homosexuality is or how you define it, um, it does rub people the wrong way because of the sociological and the concept. Because you you start talking about the aspect of the mind and how that's programmed and making right choices. Um, from from everybody's understanding at the beginning of time, there was a male and a female. And because of those two, those um, coming together at a certain time, that became what um, humans consider sacred. And that also um, continues the legacy of the species, not only with humans, but every, every, every other animal within this planet. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that being said, with this new aspect from a biological and nature standpoint, even if it becomes more prevalent that homosexuality and you know, people are able to come out, when they, in essence, do the same act that we do, there is a difference. Mm-hmm. That's not being a bias. That's, in essence, the same. Back is true. When, the, when two people... So when the difference is apparent, it can't be equal. Mm-hmm. Because one is one is equal to one, and two is equal to two. And while I'm saying that, it's on a mathematical level, not a matter of that person doesn't reserve deserve uh, respect or integrity or anything like that. But it does. There is that aspect of difference that people are kind of like, okay, because like you said, you guys are scientists, and you look at things on a very microscopic level that the average person does not have any clue of. Okay, we have our identities by things that are teach, taught to us and conditioned to us, not only by our, our foundation. Now, if it's weak or it's not strong, and however you define that is uh, going to be a, a a predicate of what is going to come from that. Now, if we're looking at balance, as humans, we have the male energy that's represented by the, the masculine energy is represented by the man in his mm-hmm person as well as his outward um, physical construction and then the female uh, uh, also and our ancestors are taking those qualities and said this is how we define the makeup of a society and what roles are people going to play now that that is being twerked or um, influenced like the young lady said differently by the messages mm-hmm. um, how do we because it's a good conversation because, like I said, you can't have a law and not, in essence, be aware of it. Maybe you agree or disagree, but mm-hmm. it's definitely going to change the format of society and how you look at interacting with other people. Unlike any other um, any other um, identifying property, that's the only property, the only way you can identify is based upon that person's behavior. Unlike race or nationality, ethnicity, um, physical characteristics. The only way you can define a person's sexual preference is by what they talk about or what they mm-hmm. say they've experienced. So I guess my question is: With that being said, um, what is, if, if, if that's not an abnormality? What is the normality of human beings if it's not the aspect of a male and female creating a legacy? Okay. Um, All right. On the physical level as well as the spiritual level. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, you have to understand that 
it goes back several million years. There had always been two groups of people on this planet. People who reproduce and those who don't reproduce. There have always been two groups of people. And homosexuality is not for reproduction. So if you want to prevent the telomeres from turning to the right or turn to the left, too bad you were not here from the very beginning, so I don't know which part you might have missed. If you, do not, if you want to prevent the telomeres from turning to the right or turning to the left, there are certain foods you are supposed to be consuming. There are certain items you are supposed to avoid. This is what you have to instill in your children if you want to continue a certain legacy. This is why the Pope came out for the continuation of what has always been the group of people who produce or who reproduce and the group of people who don't reproduce. So I'm not for A, I'm not for B. All, I'm, all I am for is continuity of the two groups. May, may so, I ask? Oh, so for, for, for someone to say, okay, it is normal to reproduce and it is abnormal not to reproduce, um, that, is, that, is, that is stretching the envelope a little bit too far. Because if you want to reproduce, life is about making choices. If you want to reproduce, this is what you, are, you have to do. If you don't want, want to reproduce, this is what happens. And this is what happened before you are not able to reproduce. That's why your sex appeal in, is only in men. And for a lesbian, the sex appeal is only in a woman. A lesbian will never reproduce with another woman. And a homosexual will never reproduce with another man. It is a bisexual who sleeps with a woman, occasionally with a man, occasionally who will impregnate a woman and will not impregnate a man. What's your question now? No, I, I, I totally understand that when you say the aspect of there's always been people who produce who, who don't and who don't produce. I guess the perception has always been um, a little bit different or non-negative to people who don't produce. Well, I can't That's say correct. that. That's correct. And then it is not time for us to rise above that and let history speak for itself. Let the facts stay where they are because they are even, they are even fish. They are even fish. They are even animals that don't reproduce. That's how it is. Correct. No, I, no, no, like I said, that's why, that's why I tune in because you guys put it in a bigger scope for just the discussion to have a clearer understanding. You went back a long period of time and said, okay, from here to here, and there's always been two groups of people. Now, with this current environment, you have those two people, um, two groups of people which always existed. Now the concept could be if there's always been two groups of people, that was always under one category of heterosexuals. Now it could possibly be, well, we have two groups of people, heterosexuals and homosexuals, and both of them have the capability of dividing that 
into what the original blueprint was. And that that's maybe just be the evolution of a societal science. But that's I think that's what rubs people the wrong way in the sense that that's something they never had to question. Because yeah, like I say, if a man if a man if a man and a society feels to in its constructs that these two things have, two things need to be together to maintain the security of that, that species or that that societal heritage or lineage. Mm-hmm. Then when something comes in and says, well, that's not so true, I have the equivalent. And it's kind of like, okay, well, one has a longer lineage and one doesn't have a longer lineage, but what now with technology, they can have a, another another lineage. So it's kind of almost, like, like I said before, three categories or four categories. Heterosexuals mm-hmm. who have, have who can produce, heterosexuals who can't pro- reproduce, and then you have homosexuals who don't want to reproduce, and then homosexuals who do want to reproduce. And when it when you go into that that last category, it's kind of like well. Now you have to question or you have to inquire about the aspect of sex and what roles it plays amongst humans. But you see, uh, Jonathan, you see, and honestly, there are some heterosexuals who have children and who don't deserve to have children because they are cruel. They are inhumane even to their own children. So why Correct. bring children to this world? Why no, don't you just a, be a homosexual and not bring, bring children? Pardon? No, that's that's a valid question. I, I, I understand that. You see? That's a valid so question. The, so the best thing is you want to reproduce? Fine. You don't want to reproduce? Fine. The sun shines on all of us. The sun does not discriminate. It's, it shines on all of us. Those who want to reproduce and those who don't want to reproduce. That's it. You all have your choices. But even the person who does not want to reproduce comes from a woman. Mm-hmm. That person will have to be born. And it's a woman who gives birth to that person who does not want to reproduce. So in the final analysis, there will be more heterosexuals than homosexuals. Correct. I, I, like I said, I agree, and I, and I do appreciate um, you giving your insight on the concept of the question I was posing and and, and the science. I'm definitely going to uh, listen to the rebroadcast because um, you always have uh, things that can branch off and, you know, more in depth. And like you said, and in and, and the final analysis, I'll take that from you. If you even take, take an individual that says, hey, you know what? If I want to have a lineage, then there's nothing wrong with me doing these things that, in essence, limit the ability of their child becoming homosexual. Now, would that be a a wrong statement, or would that be, in essence, a choice? Just like somebody who, in essence, doesn't want to have kids, that would be their choice. Would that would that not be on the same level? No, 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 no. As I said earlier, it, it looks like you have to li- you have to listen to the to to, to the okay. to the to the podcast again because I I mentioned I mentioned that the gene for homosexuality and the gene for trans uh, transvesti- transvestism, the gene for lesbianism and all that 
are already born, are already come with the child who is born. They, it, is, it, is, it is in the cerebral cortex during the gestation period. It's already there. It is just a trigger that is needed. It's just the environment. It's just the milieu that is needed. And how to counteract this is certain diets, avoiding beer, avoiding certain, certain foods and things like that. That's what, that's, know, I, that's, I, what I, that's, that, that's what I said earlier, but maybe you might have missed it. No, I, I think I did miss it, but like I said, would you get that concept? I, I guess the question I was posing, if that is the, the science and the individual says, hey, well, you know what? I'm going to avoid beer. And I'm going to avoid these different things so I can have a lineage, and my child's not subjected to that. That's correct. Now, so that, for, that, for, was, that was what I offered, yes. Yeah, and I, and I gladly appreciate you offer that because, like you said, a lot of people, we don't have the, the foundation, strengthen our own foundation from family or whatever, or even outside of family in our own minds, and we mm-hmm. get very upset that society has its purpose, is going to do what it's going to do because they got to pay their taxes and bills. Now, it's the aspect of what you gentlemen do, and you bring the information but if you bring the information, it's still to the individual to apply the information to make it effective. And that's what separates you guys from doctors and, or pseudoscientists and, you know, all that stuff. Because you have to be able to review, see if it works or not, and apply it. You can theorize all you want, but apply it. And I guess wrapping it up, like I was saying, the aspect of what you're saying on choice, if somebody doesn't want their child to be through certain social um, discriminations and make it more likely to what their choices are. They, in essence, will harvest their body in a purified way where they won't, in essence, change their genetic or DNA structure to make it subjective or um, suspect to that being more of a possibility. Does that make sense or no? That makes sense. Okay. So so I I agree. Yes. We're, yep. we're in agreement. Like I said, once again, Jim, I, I appreciate Coach. You know, I, I'm riding with you on your shows, Dr. Nori. I appreciate you and Dr. Abbott for the continued work to do and the information that you're putting out there to the individuals to, right. to digest and, and apply. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you, Jim. Thank you. It's awesome, baby. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Ben. I think it would be. Um, for a lot of people, because that is such a hot button, we did a show about home. Just just Google symptometry and homosexuality. Doctor Nardi did a show about five or six months ago, and just broke the whole thing down. You know, um, but I think tonight I just wanted to like loosen up the collar a little bit and um, not have so much concentration on. You know what? 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 What is wrong with things? But we wanted to do just address what is going on, and put some remedies out there. And I think we did a great job covering that tonight. Uh, if you need to get a consultation, I highly, highly recommend that you take this number down. Uh, get in contact with Dr. Abbott. Uh, three three six four five six nine one eight three 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 six four five six nine one eight three and the headquarters office for Dr. Nardi is seven zero eight six nine one four nine seven 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 zero eight 
691-4977. You can also book an appointment online through at symptometry.com or symptometryofnc.org. Is that correct, Dr. Abbott? That's correct. All right. Um, gentlemen, I have... I'm sorry, go ahead. NC.com. NC.com. Oh, it's .com, not .org. Yeah. All right. So that is... Symptometry of North Carolina dot NC. Dot com. Dot com. Right. Dot com. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. I'm just, I just got a lot of things just in my mind. Just, we only got a few more minutes and I'm trying to tie it up, but I'm just still excited about the stuff that we did get to cover tonight. Um, I'm, thank you so much for everyone who uh, called in, who tuned in. Big shout out. And we will be back in uh, roughly around two weeks, all right? So please stay tuned for the newsletter. Um, also, if you are interested in my new Moon Magic 28 course that is coming up, please visit our proud sponsor, www.moonmagic28.com. And I'm also having another uh, free webinar this Sunday on uh, how to read your own astrology course. I did one last month in May. We had a great turnout. I had a lot of people requesting that we do it again. I've already created a much more in-depth course but I'm going to uh, reintroduce it again with another webinar this Sunday at 5 o'clock. So uh, if you want to catch the last one, you can go to CoachKWebinars.info. CoachKWebinars.info. Sign up, and you will be able to. Uh, you will be receiving that email that will let you know what time. I mean, um, so you'll be able to register for that free webinar on this Sunday. Uh, Dr. Nardi, do you have any closing comments uh, before you leave tonight? Oh, no, no, thank you very much, and then I appreciate the audience, and you see, as I said, you know, the questions were very insightful, and I enjoyed them, and then I also uh, like to uh, wish your audience happy 4th of July. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Wow, that's cool. It's awesome, baby! And, Dr. Abbott, do you have any uh, parting words for us tonight? How do you feel about how the show went? Uh, Coach, I really uh, thought it was a great show. Uh, had great guests come on tonight um, and excellent questions from the audience, uh, you know, uh, excellent questions and, and participation. And um, I also look forward to the next time that we get together so that we can have even further discussions to, to uh, take the – to take some of this darkness off of this this earth and to bring some light to it so that all of us can uh, live more and more in harmony and um, help each other out as we go along this path. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, please also I'd like for many people as you can to subscribe to Coach Kyer's newsletter. Please shoot over to CoachKyer.com. Underneath the home button, you'll see a link that says subscribe to Coach's newsletter please go over and sign up for the newsletter. There's so many things that are going to be finishing up with this summer, moving into the fall. I got an action-packed second half of 2015 in store for each and every one of you. I really appreciate it. And, hey, I'm going to leave you all the same way we came in. 
in peace. Talk to y'all later. Let's celebrate.